Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hey guys, welcome to this month's reflection episode, May 2023. I'm really excited to be sharing this with you. It's it's a potent one. <laughs> lots of changes happening in my life right now. Lots of lessons, lots of growth. Lots of opportunities to continue deepening self-love, to continue practicing self-love, to continue practicing trust in forces that I cannot see or sense, continued opportunities to ground deeply into learning how to communicate what's important to me, what I need, getting clear on what matters, and so much more. I mean, this episode was, yeah, it was just beautiful. I really appreciated Georgina and how she guided the episode and how she pulled out so many different nuggets. One of the things I love about my reflection episodes is, you know, I always come in with like, three to four different principles that I really want to teach that stood out in my month. But in my notes, I see there's like six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes 10 to 15 different big ahas that come through. And somehow, some way, Georgina led a conversation that brought almost all of them to the surface. I mean, there's always more, but it was just a really powerful conversation with lots to take home and lots to integrate until the very end. Even my the way I stayed grounded this month was really beautiful for me to even remind myself of how powerful that practice is so anyways i hope you guys enjoy this conversation thank you for being here thank you for supporting the show thank you for sending me love and encouragement i so appreciate it so feel it and reciprocate it back and without further ado here is may 2023's monthly reflection episode enjoy Yo, 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 what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded, May 2023's Reflection episode. Georgina, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. I can't believe we're going to be talking about May already. This is beautiful. I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) It's been a crazy year. Back in the States now. It's amazing being back in the States, just feeling the contrast. I, I love the jungles, but I just miss also, I do miss being back in the States and getting to experience all the different, it's like, if the contrast is beautiful. I truly feel like I can have so much more gratitude for the jungles because I can connect to what I have here as well. Yeah. Sometimes you have to step away from the things you love to appreciate them and see them through that different perspective. That's, that's such a powerful thing to do. Hell of a segue. Were you setting yourself up for that? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to ask you, Raj, like, is there a big event that's happened this month? And what's like the biggest experience you've had this month? Let, let's start, let's start there. Yeah. So I think the biggest has been Gina and I, my my beloved partner, deciding to spend some time apart. This is not a, a negative decision, nor is it a, I would say, a. am not really counting it as a permanent decision in any way. What we are stepping into, what we decided to step into this last month was saying goodbye to our existing relationship container so that we can spend some time on our own get really, really, really grounded in ourselves 
learn our needs, learn what's important to us, and then come back at some point in the future and see what the next iteration of our relationship is. You know, this has been something we've been talking about for a while. In fact, if you guys have been following the show, you guys have really heard us talk about our biggest fears around not being together. One of the things we realized was that we were we were so afraid of not being together that we were actually abandoning a lot of our own needs and not really taking into account what it is that we really wanted and needed in relationship and partnership. And when we both moved through our fears of not being together, what became really beautiful and clear is that, wow, there's a whole world of Raj that I don't know. And there's a whole world of Gina that she doesn't know. So this time apart is really about us both getting the chance to explore who we are and really, really, really fill ourselves up with the love that we've been seeking from each other. You know, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast of going for Andy Drish, one of my mentors in love. And he talks about the different stages of relationship going from the honeymoon phase where you're all just full on love cocktails and just fully just in love. And then you go to like the codependent phase where you sort of like enmesh together and all of your attachment wounds and childhood fears and beliefs about love show up and you look to the other person to fill you up. And for a good chunk of our last year, we'd been doing that with each other. Like she was really coming to me to give her things that she needed to give herself. And I was going to her to give me things that I really needed to be giving myself. And so really our, the next phase of relationship is going into an independent phase so that we can truly actually learn to give ourselves the, the validation, the love, the wholeness, the appreciation that we need so that if we are to get back together in the future, it's truly coming together as like whole human beings coming together being interdependent, not needing each other. We are fully whole, fully happy alone, but we come together because we choose to and we elevate each other to different standards. And if it's not romantically, then we come back as best friends. At the end of the day, like I don't see a lose-lose here. There's, to me, this just feels like a really exciting chapter for both of us to really learn to learn who we are and like embody ourselves more. I mean, I've actually even coined it the next uh, well, I started in May, actually, I started 100 Days of Raj, which is like Raj choosing Raj for at least 100 days of like every morning I wake up, I like write myself love notes. I look, I do mirror work. So I look in the mirror and I just like look at myself and I like just say really beautiful affirmations. I've got a playlist that's just like filling me up with all sorts of like how much I love Raj. Like anytime I try to look outward, I come back inward. And that's been my practice. And and I, I don't know what's going to come on the other side of that. Like, I just, I feel like all the parts of me that I've been dismissing, it's like I have this spaciousness to actually like love on. And that's what's turning into a really beautiful new way of relating to myself, which will only change the way that I relate to any, any relationship at the end of the day. That to me is like what I feel so strongly coming through this time apart. So. Wow. Well, thank you firstly for, for sharing and, this feels quite strange because when most people have a separation or they choose to find some kind of closure, I would almost feel I'd have the instinct to like empathize and be sympathetic about, about the separation. But the way you've just described it there, that, I mean, that's not what most people do. The way you've come to such a conscious, loving place and made this decision together. It's so beautiful to hear you talk about it in this way. And I would love if you could just 
share a little bit more about the the process like how did you get to this place of coming to a closure but being so loving and open yeah i mean one i i you know my when my last relationship came to a close it was a nine-year relationship and it was thorny and we didn't have the awareness at the time of like a better way we didn't have awareness of these different cycles that people go through where you go from like the honeymoon to codependent to inter like we just didn't have those frameworks and so i think without this awareness it's really difficult to kind of like see a new possibility a new set of possibilities and one of the things i've just really noticed for myself well, i think why this month has been so powerful for me is because i've allowed my heart to stay open and i think in times of challenge or in times of heartbreak that's the hardest thing to do the easy thing to do is close off blame the other person get angry at the other person and not feel our own hurt not feel our own responsibility in creating the relationship dynamic we had. It's like, it's so much easier to be in denial of our own experience and look outward. And in the outwardness, all there is, is combat. Because you're looking for the other person to be something else, do something else, act as something else. I'm not saying this is the case for every relationship. I'm just saying that for me and my experience, leaning into this as an opportunity for us to grow is just a no brainer. <laughs> Like you don't get many heart opening experiences like this in your life. You just don't. And so for both of us, like, I think we love each other so much. We respect each other so much. And for me to go in any other way would be denying the gift that she has been in my life and is continuing to be in my life. I mean, I wouldn't be the man I am without her. Like it's just, it, I wouldn't, I would, I just wouldn't. And so when I connect to that and the gratitude, and also the sovereignty. Okay, yes, like super grateful and we're making this choice for a real reason. And so staying connected to both so you don't like fall back into old patterns or old ways of relating. You're like truly evolving and spiraling upwards with love. And it's been such a life-changing experience for me to really have a, a partner who has uh, who's been so open and so willing and so loving and um, so, yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's been a, I mean, it's been all the emotions, right? Every range of emotion you could possibly imagine is present. But what's right now I'm just feeling is like a lot of excitement for this chapter of Raj getting to date Raj. Like I just, I've never done it. <laughs> to be completely honest, like my last relationship, the nine year relationship um, when I was in college, when I was 20. And then when we ended our relationship six months later, Jane and I started dating. And so like, I just haven't spent much time really getting to know Raj. And no, actually in that six months, I was going back out and trying to date again because that's what people do. That's what people do. You, you end a relationship and you're like, Oh, I want to get back out there and just go, 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 go. And like, that's what I did. And so like, I'm actually realizing there's just a real opportunity to like, instead of trying to fill the space, I feel with more things and more people, like, can I be with Raj and really ground myself into Raj and really truly embody all of me instead of trying to fill me with the external, which is ultimately, that's the pattern I'm trying to break. So what, what kind of feelings and experiences are coming up in this space, this space you now have that would normally be filled? Yeah, so that's been the biggest thing. You know, I remember last month when I got up from my ayahuasca ceremony, I think a big piece was like ridding the source of my inner critic. And what I realized... <laughs> 
it's silly for me to think that I can rid myself of the source of all my negative patterning or my, it's like, it's silly because I'm a growth oriented human being and I'm constantly going to be attracting opportunities to push me to my edges. So it's like, yeah, I decided, okay, Raj, like you got to the source of your inner critic for that chapter of your life. But as you open up even more, as you go into deeper experiences, you're going to create new depths and you're going to access new levels of shame and new levels of feeling and new levels of anger and new levels of all the feelings that are present, new levels inside of your shadow. And I think that's been a big part. Like, you know, I've been really learning to connect with, like I had a few really powerful experiences this month of connecting deeply with my shame. I think for a while, even that me saying like, oh, I got rid of my shame was like a, a really cute way of me bypassing the shame. It's interesting because like, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. Like what I realized is shame is not a, a personal experience. It's an experience everybody has. And so when I think I'm, I'm, I'm butchering this. <laughs> I think talking about shame is actually really powerful. And I think one of those emotions that probably we struggle to, to sink into and deny and push into the shadow and avoid. Well, I think it's really beautiful. Like, a lot of things that ever come up for me over the course of us having this conversation is me feeling like I failed our relationship. So that's a piece of like, I am a failure. There's like a piece of that. That's like a shame that's present there. And I, and I, you know, I've, I'm sure there's a lot of men out there that take that burden of responsibility on, like, especially if their marriages fail or if like they can't provide for their family because they lost their jobs. Like there's this like script that just shows up. That's like, I am a failure. And those types of scripts that just present themselves when you're in challenging moments, like, you know, learning to be softer and like feel that feeling and then re-parent it and teach it a new way. Like, no, I'm actually not a failure. This is the truth. This is the truth of what's actually happening. There's nothing wrong with you. You are beautiful. You are amazing. You're, you're, you do all these amazing things. So that's one example of like a deep seated underlying thread of shame that presented itself for me or a script. And, and then I use the same practices I learned in my ayahuasca ceremony to sort of communicate with it and communicate with the part and give it love and allow it space instead of like telling it it needed to go away. Like, can I actually allow myself to just feel like a failure? And then when I feel the depths of it and I, and it's like depths and depths going into it, then I can come back and be like, okay, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, there's, I want to, now I want to like love on you with all the ways that you're fucking amazing. But instead of dismissing it and bypassing it, you're giving yourself an opportunity to hold space for all of it. Because if we are divine beings, even that is divine. There's no part of you that's wrong. There's no part of you that needs to be changed. Even this personal development industry, the healing industry, it's all about fixing. And I just, I'm really starting to shift that lens to this is not about fixing or changing who you are. It's about becoming your authentic self. And in that authenticity, it's allowing all of these parts to breathe and have space and taking responsibility to give yourself the love that you normally would go to somebody else. Like the normal thing would be like, oh, me feeling like a failure. And instead of me feeling it and going into the depths of it and learning to give myself the love I need, it would be going to somebody else and be like, tell me why I'm not a failure. Oh, let me go and work out really hard so I can show myself that I'm actually really strong. And I'm, I've got this thing that I'm like really good at. 
that's a coping strategy to run from myself. And that's what I mean by these codependent patterns, me depending on things outside of me to give myself the love that I need or to hear what I need to hear for myself, not actually from anyone else. That's actually what I'm working on shifting in this next chapter is stop waiting on others to give me the validation, the love, the security that I actually know how to give myself better than anybody else can. That's an example of something that's showing up in the space. And in, when you go through that, you get to really be clear on like, what are your needs? When you feel through all these dimensions, like you're accessing more of yourself. So like in the spaciousness, like there's two ways to use it. You could either like, you can fill it with things, with busyness, with a friend of mine. He gave me this beautiful sentence uh, last week. He said, uh, conquering is a coping mechanism. When you think about like high powered entrepreneurs, especially men, like he's a, you know, we're both like just kind of let's go kind of guys. Like, so for us, like when we have these, when we have openings, it's like, let's just go run and conquer because that's part of the conditioning. Just being aware of these, these coping strategies that we all have and deciding for ourselves what's healthy and what's not and deciding for ourselves, what are our needs and where are we outsourcing our power? So this level of awareness is what I call relational leadership, right? Like this is where like you're taking responsibility for the relationship you have with yourself so that you can be a leader in your intimate relationships, in your parental relationships, in your family dynamics, in your work environments, and in your communities. Ultimately, that is the skill set that we are practicing and developing by going inward and learning to develop greater degrees of awareness of how our thoughts, feelings, emotions, patterns are all playing together to create the the dynamic we have in front of us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, well, this is one of the reasons I love this show and one of the reasons why I just love you so much. I love that you can come here and you can say the way you really feel. Like, say that I felt like a failure. Say publicly that you feel shame because, oh, gosh, that just gives... It's just it's a permission slip for anyone else out there who feels those feelings but feels that they can't acknowledge them because who are you if you have that experience and i think you're right we as a culture we're too afraid of being seen in our darkness and and the challenges and the struggles i think it's it's kind of it feels safer to be seen in as a success or in those success stories but that isn't life, is it? Life is both. It's the it's the the spectrum of all of it. And so I'm just so grateful that you know you have that courage and vulnerability to be so honest. We need more honesty. So I just want to reflect that back to you. Mm, thank you for seeing me. That feels really good to hear. Yeah, it's 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 been a practice. It's been a journey to get to this point. I mean. You have different degrees of self-love, right? It's just all levels to love. At the end of the day, not even self-love, it's just love. That's what I love most about challenging experiences. Like I, I feel very blessed over the last four years to have had the craziest level of challenge in business, in partnerships ending, in relationships evolving, in me making mistakes, and me feeling all the degrees of feelings and what I appreciate most about the challenges and the adversities in these life experiences is with the right tool sets and with the right awarenesses, they can be profound opportunities to awaken into more love for yourself. I actually realized there's no way to actually feel unloved 
if you feel the love you have for yourself. Wow, that's profound. Like, there's no way you you cannot feel unchosen if you are a full fuck yes choice to yourself. You cannot because that's a feeling. the The feeling that you're call you're creating is within you. the The cocktail's happening here, and so to me, when we open and we allow and we are willing and we trust and we surrender and we let go, we are creating the capacity for us to learn how we can fill that empty space with more of the love we're actually designed to enjoy. Even the love you get from another, it's actually love they're giving you, but it's a feeling you have within you. That feeling is yours. It's always yours. And what I'm learning is I can outsource that or I can take full responsibility for that fully. And yes, I have needs. I have needs that I I need in a relationship. I have core fundamental needs that I, that I have to have in order for me to be in relationship with anybody. And I can give myself everything I need. So it's not that I go to relationships because I need something. It's because I want it and I create it and it's a preference and it's a desire, but it's not something that I feel incomplete without because I have it on my own. Does that make sense? Totally. And it's almost like we need a new paradigm of relationship because I think traditionally in entertainment and, and literature, et cetera, is usually about person, person coming together. And now suddenly there's that they're a whole being. Whereas actually what you're saying is, no, you need the whole person and the whole person to come together. And then that union is even bigger than the sum of the two people separately. And that's a whole different dynamic and a whole different intention behind connecting with someone on that deep level. This is why I believe that conscious relationship is the most potent growth tool of all. All of our wounding comes from childhood and Mm -hmm. things that we carry from the beliefs of our parents, right? So if parents learn beliefs about love, they pass that on to you. If parents learn beliefs about money, they pass that on to you. If parents had fears and insecurities, they, 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 they pass that on, right? And then in childhood, we have attachment wounding, which is basically like if we did get the love or we didn't get the love we needed from a parent, not because they didn't give us love, but it's just they didn't know to give us love or we made some type of an interpretation in our childhood. Like we're carrying all that stuff. So ultimately yeah. all of our psychology is coming from our, 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 our parents. Like they were our first loves. The fastest way to heal that relationship is either in an intimate partnership or directly with them. <laughs> and I, I'll talk about this month. I, in fact, we'll, we'll segue into, I, I had a, guys, I just had the most amazing experience of healing with my mom, which I, I definitely want to speak on because it was a highlight of my month and I learned so much. But basically, those are the two ways to truly actually rewire your entire nervous system, in my eyes, is like conscious relationship where two people are committed to looking at their shit together and doing the work together to heal those anxious patterns and those avoidant patterns and all of the unhealthy ways of relating or truly actually healing with your family. That's where all of our wounding comes from, those attachment dynamics either the attachments we had with our fathers or the attachments we had with our mothers or lack thereof. I think you're right. I think parenting would be a third one as well. Well, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak to that. Sure. But I think a third one. And I think, isn't it interesting how you can do always work on yourself 
and you can have these these journeys like with yourself but ultimately these big moments of real healing and growth happen when we're connected with other people and, and those relationships we forge and form they're just so crucial to our like, who we become and who we're becoming so let, let's dive in and talk about this moment with your mum like what happened there and and how did that how did that change things for you I just I just love my mom so much and I love her even more now but I'll just preface this with like I've been on this path for a really long time and when we get on these types of paths where we we grow and we evolve and we learn to be happier all we want is for our family members to feel the same it's like I don't know if you felt the way where like if you if you experience a tool or if you have an awakening or if you read a book and you're like oh my god I just want to share it with everybody in my life like that comes from such a pure place of just wanting them to experience the the joy that you're experiencing within you. And for years now, I've been wanting to have more healing experiences with my parents. I've been dying for it because I just know that what I'm experiencing now is just, there's, there's so much, um, it's a beautiful thing. And I've always wanted to, but different people are on different paths. Like not everybody gets an opportunity to do that with their families and like everybody's on a different path. And I fully respect and appreciate that. But recently, I don't know if it's because how much I've grown or because I was in Costa Rica, my mom, she came down for my birthday, both my parents did. And then my mom ended up staying a week for mother's day. And the entire week, all I did was just plan wellness experiences for her. And my mom's been on like a wellness path. Like she, you know, she's got a mind Valley subscription. She loves doing all the stuff. And we, you know, we, we went into this path together and, and we were doing like sound baths and yoga nidra and like we were doing yoga and we were going for ocean jumps and we were eating healthy food and we were having conscious conversations and she was doing eye gazing and she's doing all these things that she's just never done before and being so receptive and so open. And then one of the days we got a chance to do a breathwork ceremony and my mom she just, you know, she's like, she's very open. She's very vulnerable. And a few days prior to this ceremony, she actually did breath work in it. Like she slept better than she's ever slept in her life afterwards, where she just cleared a bunch of stuff. And she was like, wow, I want to do that again. So we organized a private group. It was a private group with a bunch of my guy friends, strong, safe, just wonderful men, all there just doing breath work together. It's like my favorite way to like hang out with my homies now. Like I don't go to the bar anymore. I don't really do like we come in and we literally, we do like breath work. We do transformational experiences together. Like this is like how I love to relate with people that I care about. It's like my favorite way to get to know them because we just open up and we start to experience depths of connection and intimacy. And there's more of us being shown and it's a safe space. We start going into this breath work. A friend of mine is facilitating it. And, you know, it's like a heavy breath work. So it's like where you're like, <sighs> So it's like you're opening up a lot. And if you've never done that type of breath work before, it has the, it's, it's very potent. You're actually moving Kundalini energy up and down your spine. Like it's a very potent way to unlock emotion, to unlock feeling, to, to access more of your subconscious mind and more of your body. And my mom's sitting right next to me and she's doing her breath work experience. And as she's breathing, the facilitator comes over and has her start to create more like more opening for her. And as she started doing that, I just experienced her just truly actually like let go and begin breathing and releasing and just feeling her feelings and all the emotions started coming out. And like she was allowing herself to be 
this beautiful divine feminine being of just releasing and being emotional and like allowing all, like she was crying and letting it all go. And like, and I just, when she started crying, I started crying. I, I knew what was happening. I, what I know to be true is like when we, when the feeling, when somebody's in their feelings, that's when the healing is actually happening. Like when you're feeling the depths of your feelings and you're allowing yourself to go there, that to me is the true surrender. That's like the divine feminine, whatever the feeling is, you're just letting it out. And I saw my mom do that. And like all of my friends are like looking over and like, we're just like in awe of my mom, in awe of her because like she doesn't know any of us. She knows me, but she doesn't know any of the other guys. And for her to allow herself to just be seen and by a group of men just crying and letting go, like when she doesn't do this type of work, like it brought a level of purpose to me that I've never experienced in my life. This is why I do the fucking work. This is why I show up for myself so that this is why I'm, I'm such an advocate for myself because the more I grow and the more I show the people in my life that it's safe to be in these types of feeling states, the more of a gift they can give themselves when they're ready to experience it. And it just brought up so much purpose around me as a man, as a leader, as a, I, for the first depths, I actually even felt like paternal energy, like father energy, like divine father energy around like holding the space for her to be truly the divine feminine. And it just brought so much clarity and, and love. And so that was one of the most healing experiences I've ever had in my life. Like I felt like I, cause it was with my mom. Like I got to feel all the depths of like, there was alchemy happening as my mom was feeling her depths, I was feeling my depths, but because she's a part of me, there's just this potent alchemy happening. I felt like a, like a new human being afterwards, which was just really beautiful. So that's what I'm saying. Conscious relationship or healing with your parents. If you ever get an opportunity to heal with your parents, like my gosh, not only is it a massive gift for them, but in my relationship, with my mom now is so much more close. Like we just have such a closer bond in that way with that. And, um, and I'm very grateful for that. And so I, I see a completely different side of her, like a badass. I see a spiritual badass right now. Somebody who's not afraid of her emotions and not afraid to go into her, into the depths of whatever's hiding. And that to me is like, there's just a lot of, uh, I, I see where I get that in myself now. <laughs> yeah. that that's <laughs> like Actually, a lot of it made sense. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is, this is where I get this from. It's not just, it's actually like my mom's, to my mom and I are totally on the same soul bus. So <laughs> it's like... And I love both my parents. Both my parents are amazing human beings. They, I love them dearly individually. And this experience was just so precious to have with my mother. It was a, an experience I don't think I'll ever forget. I mean, it just sounds, hearing you describe it and knowing that you experienced that with your, with your friends as well, that it just sounds so beautiful. And what a, just a joy to see your mother able to go to those places. I think probably lots of people feel the same way that just the release and um, your parents, you know, she, she actually like said it really beautifully. And this is how I know she's just like a, she's got a whole level of spiritual awareness that I, she doesn't even know yet. It's really beautiful. It's really cute. Actually. She's just so sweet. She called it like after she cried, she released a bunch of junk storage and she had no idea what the junk storage was. I mean, how simple is that? That's actually what it is. That's actually what it is. Like, she's like, I don't know what I let go, of, but I let go of a bunch of stuff and I feel better. I'm like, yeah. That's what the body does when we allow it to feel. When the resistance shows up, we're literally stopping the body from just letting go of the junk. 
the body wants to just let it go because it doesn't want that shit in you. This is why you keep attracting opportunities in your life that trigger you so that you can actually feel the depths of what's there and let it fucking go and then be done with it and replace it with something that's way more empowering, way more connected, way more you. Like when you release and feel the depths of all these emotions that you don't want to feel because the emotions have stories attached to them about who you are, everything dissolves. And then you can write a new story. That's way just, it's, it's like, this is the piece I think that most people don't see the benefit of until they actually do it. It's like, oh yeah, Raj, it's really nice to hear you talk about releasing your emotions. But when they do it, it's like, holy crap, I get it. It's like, you're just like the lightness you feel afterwards is like you're magnetic. It's like after every storm, there's weeks of sunshine and you're just like, it's like a true spiral upwards. So I, I, I really have to say that because like, I think this is something that is so foundational to well-being. You look at our mental health crisis, it's because we're not allowing ourselves to feel our emotions. Sure, sure. I, I mean, I, I know myself that there are certain feelings I, I can feel them rising. And what I'll do is I, oh, I'll parcel them up and then push them back down again. And I can see myself doing it. It's, it's actually quite interesting to watch. And I'd love to ask you, I think sometimes people fear being seen in those, like, let's call them challenging emotions. How, how do you navigate a vulnerability hangover? So I, I just want to say this. One thing that really has come true for me this month, when you take up space, you're literally giving other people the permission to take up space as well. So when you are allowing yourself to be seen, you are giving other people the permission to allow themselves to be seen. When you speak your core needs and when you speak what you're not getting and when you're honest and truthful, you are giving other people the permission to do that. When you set a boundary, you are allowing another person to set that. So I think it's really important to mention that like everybody wants to feel safe at the end of the day. And to me, vulnerability is a practice of, of communicating your needs authentically. That comes from you knowing your needs. So I guess the practice of being vulnerable, how do you get there? One, take the time to get to know yourself. Learn healthy communication patterns where you're not blaming other people. Like there's a way to communicate with another person that doesn't make them, that actually opens them up to be receptive to what you have to say. Like for example, if I want to share something that could potentially hurt another human being. Or like if there was something like a prickly conversation I wanted to have with Gina, be like, hey, the purpose of me sharing this is because I want to experience more intimacy with you. And I don't want anything to be there between us. That's why I'm sharing this. And then this is the share. And then on the back end of that, this is what I actually need. I don't even know if I need you to give me anything right now. I just need to feel heard. And like that to me is a, it's a simple just framework. It's, those are just like, boom, boom, boom. And you don't even have to say that in person. You can actually text it. In fact, it's probably better to send a message and then be like, whenever you have space to talk, let's talk. So you're actually allowing them to have the spaciousness to feel whatever they're going to feel as a result of you sharing your vulnerability. And then when they feel ready, you're, so that you're actually honoring them. So there's an honoring in this. There's a way to be vulnerable that isn't reckless. And I think being authentic for the sake of being authentic is reckless. I used to do this all the time. And now I've learned that that's not, that's like, there's a whole speak your truth movement. I don't think the speak your truth movement is healthy. I think speaking your truth without purpose, without shaping, without truly actually like knowing why you're speaking your truth is just emotional avoidance. 
you want to say what you want to say because you don't want to feel what you have inside of you. And you're like, oh, I don't want to feel this. I'm guilty, blah. Or like, oh, I don't want to feel this. It's too much. No, this is where we practice being with what you're feeling, holding the gold. That was a big piece for me this month. Not everything is meant to be shared. And so the practice of holding the gold inside of you or holding what's happening inside of you so you can allow it to become gold is a practice of self-leadership, of relational leadership. It is, it is the practice of discernment. And these are all skill sets of being a human being, right? Like this is where, like even at Liberate, like this is where we're teaching so much stuff in our programs, in our apps. Like everything is about teaching this type of work because this is basic fundamental things you just need to know about yourself in order for you to thrive inside of any level of relationship with others. And so that's kind of how I think about vulnerability. I hope that answers your question. I don't know if that was directly answering your question, but I, it, something of the sorts. Well, there was some like amazing stuff out there. And I, just to, you know, to summarize that point about setting the context before you have a what could be a difficult conversation, that feels so empowering because I love how that just infuses love and appreciation for the relationship rather than just chucking something out there which stirs it all up and it can be misunderstood. And you're so right. Like there have been times as well where I've done like the, the whole verbal diarrhea thing, thinking I'm being authentic and sharing my truth without actually any appreciation for the impact that that kind of release might have on people around me. And you're so right. Like taking that moment to get reflective and introspective and figure out yourself first, like do that emotional labor within so that when you do speak it, it's contained, it's, there's discernment with that. I think that is just such good advice. So thank you for sharing that. And I'll also mention that it's okay to be messy. This is where I've had to have a lot of grace for myself. This is where, because when you, when you screw up and you hurt somebody or you don't do it perfectly, or you mess up or you say the wrong thing, it's really easy to go into the shame cycle. And this is where it's just so important to have a truly kind, 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 compassionate nature to yourself. And, and remember that like, if you say something wrong and you truly feel like you did something wrong or you hurt another person, you can always repair. And the skill set of repair is just as important as the skill set of sharing your authentic vulnerability with purpose. Because the skill set of repair is you taking full ownership. So let's say I send a text and I didn't, and it, and it came off in a way that was like, not, uh, it wasn't received well, or like I, or I, I said something and it like wasn't the right time or something like that. Yep. There's an opportunity for me to respond. Hey, I just want to name that. Like, I feel like I opened up something in a way that didn't really honor you. I kind of just threw it on you without you asking for it. Like it wasn't really well thought out and I wish I could do it better. So I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. I own that. And I apologize for, I just apologize. I've gotten to a point now where like, I know the healing power and an authentic sorry has to truly transform your relationships. It is the hardest thing to get to because your ego just does not want to. I'm not fucking wrong. I'm not. And what is the end outcome you want? And I think this is where I've found for myself, like, even if there's, because like, if you're in an argument with somebody and you're constantly going into this loop of just, the thing that breaks the loop is just, hey, I'm sorry. I could be doing better. I could have done better. I could have said better. And I didn't. I did my best. And I'm sorry. Like, just, it's a, it's a skill set. I like to think of these as skill sets because once you learn and you build the habit of just, not being apologetic. And I'm not saying you're like, you need to 
to, to sacrifice your sovereignty, your integrity, your needs to apologize. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is really truly understanding when you're just trying to be right and what's more important to you. Is it more important for you to be right or is it more important for you to have a healthy, cohesive relationship with this person? And if so, is there something that you can say to them that can allow them to put their guard down so that you can actually relate with love? Yeah, thanks for making that distinction. Because sometimes we just we do want to be right, that kind of self-preservation. And I love what you said about just maintain that intention, like front and center. What is it you're trying to create together? Like if you both know that, and of course that applies with, I'm thinking now about even with my children, that obviously applies with my children as well, and your parents, like having that core at the center, everyone knows what you're trying to create together. Then, you know, you can be forgiven for a bit of messiness because the intention's good. I think that's, intention is everything. The way you approach everything is like, I mean, intention creates life to me, honest, like the intention to have a baby creates the baby. The seed happens in the intention before the physical can manifest. So like when we actually begin to understand that that's how the universe works, that like our intentions are actually the way that we create life, create and manifest everything in our awareness whether it's an intentional intention or an unintentional intention, everything is happening intentionally. We can just learn to be more aware of our intentions so that we can feel and decide on our destiny with more conscious awareness instead of unconscious awareness. But ultimately, intention guides all. I'm just having a moment because you just said something and I was like, something I really needed to hear. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how, gosh, things can show up when you least expect it. That's the beauty of this podcast. You never know what you're going to hear. <laughs> I never, never know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you never know what question is going to find yourself asking I, yourself. I, I never know what I'm going to say. So um, there's a lot of beauty in uh, there's a lot of beauty in this in authenticity. Everybody listening, you guys don't hear this, but um, before we record every episode, I usually say a little prayer, and that prayer begins with deep breaths, and then we set the intention that. There's nowhere we need to get to and there's no end destination to solve. There's no topic beyond reach. There's just nothing that we have to accomplish here. All we're here to do is speak from our hearts, say what's true and have fun. That's literally the intention that we set every single time for every episode I record. And it allows for this. That's the intention. So when we talk about the intention, that's the intention that's set for this time we have together. And that then allows for us to be and guide, like we can go where we need to go, trusting that that intention and that prayer has been set. Totally. And like, I think it's, it can be really useful to come in with a set of questions. Sometimes that's beneficial and useful, but other times just being present with somebody and going with the energy and being intuitive about where to go next and what to, what to explore next. That's such a beautiful experience because the present always reveals what's present and that's what I love about your show, Raj, is that you just have this gift for holding presence and trust for the present moment. And that allows that magic to come through because the conversation's never forced. It's, there's never an agenda behind it. It's just truth, authenticity, vulnerability. Like we see that time and time again. It's so beautiful, like so beautiful. And just want to acknowledge like for the last what five years now, you've been recording the show for five years. Yeah, 200 and I think this is episode 283, I think, 282, 283, something like that. You've always held true to that, though. You've right through every episode, you've always held to find the truth and to to stir up 
the conversation that needs that needs to be had had in that moment. And I think that is just such a gift, such a gift. Wow, I'm like really loving this, like like this this love fest you're having right now. Like I'm like really appreciating. <laughs> I feel very seen in my in my human design. I'm a projector, and projectors the the one way that you can truly make your projectors life is to just see them and give them words of affirmation and appreciation. It's like actually saying it and and receiving it. Like it just my heart just swells with overwhelming joy. So thank you for um, seeing me. I really appreciate that. And I, I just love this show guys. Like this has been one of my favorite things to do. Like, you know, and as we're, you know, we're working on a, on sort of like a rebrand right now for stay grounded and kind of really getting ready to like say goodbye to the old, just the old of like the, the, the old intro and the old outro and like shift, like bring in more of this fresh Raj today energy into the show. And it's been really beautiful for me to like go back and just reflect on how far we've all come together. We've gone through some crazy shit together, like a pandemic, business challenges, career shifts, relationships ending, transformations. We've worked through different limiting beliefs. We've accomplished new things. We've experienced new dimensions of ourselves and the world. It's something to celebrate. It's a big part of even why actually Liberate exists in the way that it does, like like being able to track the journey of transformation. Like imagine if you could just look back and see, like anytime you're having a bad day, look back, go into the Liberate app and just look back and just see, wow, I actually got rid of all these triggers. I don't even feel these triggers anymore. I don't have these negative experiences anymore. That's how much I've grown. What a beautiful way to anchor you back into how awesome you are. That's been my journey of just reflecting on the show. And I just, I'm so grateful guys for all of you for listening and tuning in and Georgina for just guiding great, beautiful conversations. I mean, I always have pages of notes. I'm like looking at my notes and like, is there anything we missed? Should we talk about more? And I'm like, nah, we said what we were supposed to say and everything that was meant to come through came through and, and I trust. So but let's sum up this episode. Usual questions. What's the thread for, for me? You had to find one. I think the thread for May for me was truly like answering the question every morning. If I chose myself, how would I respond? Like if I fully chose myself, what would that look like? How would I engage? What conversation would I have? Like, would I send this text? Would I, who would I send it to? Would I send it to myself? Would I send it to somebody else? Like really being in that state of choosing has been really powerful for me. And really anchoring that in. And and it's been messy. I'm not going to lie. It's been a messy month. But it's been a uh, a really opening month of beauty and growth and expansion and healing. Like I am so grateful for Gina. I'm so grateful for who she is and how she showed up in my life. And the gifts that she continues to give me just by being herself. So grateful for just... I just have so much love in my life. I feel very lucky to have it's funny a friend of mine gave me a, a quote at the end of the month which actually happened last month which was just or last week it was so good and he looked at me and he's like raj do you even realize how fucking favored you are and i just like sat there and i i'm i practice gratitude every day it's my fucking medicine i literally practice it but 
Like that's a question we can all ask when we actually zoom out and just see like, there are so many things to be grateful for. And I just feel very lucky and so much love. I, I feel very lucky that I have so much love in my life. That's one place I just don't feel like I have a, a lack. And most importantly, that love is starting within me. That's why I feel it. I feel it because it's within me. It's not something that I feel. It's all just a mirror for what's present inside. So I think that's been my, my what the pattern has been, practice choosing myself. I love that. It's so beautiful. And so last question, Raj, how did you stay grounded this May? Uh, writing, journaling. Journaling has been my most powerful anchor tool process for tracking, creating. Uh, but more than, and I've actually been working on like a personal manifesto. So like, it's not like a, I'm just random journaling. Like this actually feels like part of my grounding every day is like, I've got a personal manifesto that includes like my values, my needs, my vows to myself, why I'm going down this path. What's important to me. What's my purpose. Like I've been like building that out daily. Every morning I'll wake up and in my morning practices. Now that I'm like in the energy of choosing myself, it's like, if it was just my energy and nobody else's, like what promises would I be making to myself? What commitments am I excited to invest in? Like, what are the values and the qualities of relationships that I want to have, that I don't want to have, that I want to create, that I don't want to create? And it's been really grounding to have that because I feel like I'm building something that can actually help me stay grounded when I forget how to stay grounded. And so it's actually like something that's like a resource for me to remember in those moments where I have those flashes of insight, yep. which is like, oh, I have this insight that I want to capture. It's like, no, let's put it in my manifesto. And let's actually keep it there for me to review and read every day. Or I can like organize it to where like if I'm having a challenging time, it's like read this note when you're having a challenging day. Because I've actually gone through enough challenge and I know how to speak to myself when I'm in challenge so that I can actually like pull myself through. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been doing a lot of like creating little notes in my iPhone. So it's been, it hasn't been hand journaling. It's been note taking in my iPhone, but it's like stuff I can carry with me and type up when I'm like, when I'm on my laptop or like just continue adding to and refining and continue tracking. So that's been a big part of my month and how I've been staying grounded. Perfect. Well, thanks for sharing that. And thanks again for just the most beautiful conversation. Mm. Thank you, Next month. Thank you, Georgina. Everybody, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.